Hello everyone, welcome back to Jack's Corner. This is my corner where I get to discuss um, anything pretty much I feel is affecting my life or life in general in society and culture or how we're affected um, by personal experiences or other people's experiences. But today I have Veronica with me. Thank you, hi. And we have something we want to talk to you about. Yes, this is... Uh very prevalent uh, situation we are finding ourselves in as Americans and that is uh, part of us part of our society is without a home without shelter so there's been an epidemic of people that are living on the streets and what we do generally is we donate um, or like give money uh, but we try to separate and make sure that we're safe so that no one comes, uh, you know. Back. Into our boundaries, right. pretty much. And, we yeah. stay protected that way. Right. And if we help, we help at a distance. Exactly. Now, however, we have, for the last couple years, we have gotten to know Julie, a homeless woman that lives off of the five freeway encampment off of the Osborne exit of the southbound freeway. And if you see um, Jack's video, you'll notice uh, she does a homeless shot about where the homelessness were living in this particular area. Now they're being kicked off. They had an official notice. So the situation has become where she basically is homeless, but she has no one. Um, her daughter lives a few blocks from us. Uh, and she doesn't have much contact with her, but um, we have met the daughter. and um, She has two daughters, and they're about 12, 13. We've met them before. Very And cute, they live a few sweet. blocks away from us, actually walking distance. Mm -hmm. And uh, she has another relative that lives walking distance. I've taken her there once, and he kicked her out of his place, pretty much. So they have bad blood between them. But uh, she's really got no one supporting her. Um, so, uh, with all that's been going on with her, um, usually she gets support from her boyfriend, Tone, and... But it looks like they're breaking up now. Yeah, the previous times that they've had to vacate a premises... They go together. They go together and they find a new one, but this time around, Tone told her that they are going their separate way, right. and she has nowhere to go, so she came knocking on our door... A few nights ago. And explained the situation to us. And then she shows up. With the vac vacate order. For the premises that they're at. For the encampment. To be. They're basically going to demolish it. And clear that whole area out. And clean it. And sanitize it more than likely. And they have to find somewhere to go. And Julie barely hardly speaks any English. Uh, she doesn't speak English yet. She yeah. knows how to say I love you. Yeah, that's about and it. And a few other things. Um, sorry, I'm sorry, she says yeah, that. Yeah, bad words in Spanish. Whatever her boyfriend taught her, pretty much. Yeah. And, um, you know, we helped her out a couple years ago. We helped her out. Not that long ago, actually. It's probably been about a year. Mm -hmm. Not even two years. Mm -hmm. She ended up having a hospitalization 
and her boyfriend's son, which till this day still kind of lives with them. Homelessly. Yeah. Uh, bee beat her with the bat. He got fed up with her ranting and raving about something one day. He just went and beat her with the bat. Can you believe that? He hit her on the head. To get away with something like that? And he broke like her jaw. That's that's what these women face. Destroyed her face. Yeah. She had to have a facial surgeon on an emergency step in and reconstruct her face with and metal. And now she has this big, huge scar, you know, all across her face. Like, um, where... You know, you've seen that one um, brother, that actor, has a scar from, like, his from side to side on his face. Well, that's kind of what happened to her. So she's got this big, huge gash. Um, I mean, he slaughtered her when he hit her with that bat. He just, oh, so I don't know how she survived She had it. metal put in her. She lost a lot she of weight. She lost most of her teeth. Because she couldn't eat. She was on liquid diets, homeless. And lost her teeth. On a liquid diet. Lost all her bottom teeth. Mm -hmm. She has her upper teeth. But she lost her bottom teeth, you guys. It's horrendous. It's really horrendous. So she can't eat properly. Um, Everything has to be pretty soft. and, um, And she has a very good heart. You know, she loves us. And we care for her very deeply. So much that we're going to give her some hospitality. I just have a problem with the kitchen knives disappear, you know, and they disappear when she's around. No, they aren't. Well, they do disappear. I know. No, there was one. Homeless people always need knives, honey. There was one. It was just a regular steak knife. That's the only one we're missing. There were two. And then, okay, one. And then there's the knife we used to cut the onions. That one is missing. I do the dishes and you do the dishes. We haven't come across it and it's been missing since she came around. So that's gone. Well, it's and because possible. with her move and having to probably uh, pack and tie things up, she probably needed something to cut the rope with. Yeah. Or cut something with. Yeah, she's not violent. And um, she's not a threat. She's very passive, actually. Yes, she is. Yeah. And polite and thoughtful and... Um, very grateful for the help that we give her. Yeah, and you know, but there's something there's something I want to talk about. Her and I kind of got into it one time not too long ago, and she drank a little too much. That day she had her usual dose of alcohol, plus we we ended up sharing some tequila with her, and she got obnoxious that day, and I ended up tasing her with my taser, and... She picked up an axe to come at me. She couldn't even lift it. And the, I mean, let's be realistic. Yeah, it was pretty heavy. It was more. It was she more was really show. Little, it was more know? show she, than a, than her actually being an aggressor that was going to use it. She and, would not have. You know, we're 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 trying to get through some things here. I have a restraining order to remove on Monday for her, so she can stay here because this is a decision that Veronica. And I made, but we, we, we sat on it for a while, you guys. Yes. We sat on it for a while and we had to really think about it. And one of the things that we were conflicted with as Christian women is, would Jesus turn his back? She's I mean, what does she have? What does she have? With if it's no not identification, us. no benefits. Someone could easily kill her no and support. get away with it because no one knows She's her name or anything. Death. 
quite a few times yes, on the she streets. Has. She's told the stories that give me chills. Yes. She's had a she's very been raped, hard life. Like most women on the streets. Yeah. And she's not a heroin addict. No, she does she's not a drug user. Doesn't even smoke weed, but she, she likes her like vodka. Yeah. She likes her King Cobra and her vodka. Yeah. And usually she doesn't overdo it. Right. But that one time, she overdid it. Yeah, never again tequila, that's for sure. So... Well, tequila has really weird effects on some people, I noticed. Yeah. And, yeah, tequila... I can um, see that. It is known to be a drug that can perpetuate aggression. Yeah. 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 Some liquors affect people differently. Yes, well, apparently tequila is like a, a weird... Uh, I don't know if it's the mezcal in it or what... But um, tequila doesn't really get me high. You know, I don't feel anything from it um, except yucky, you know. From margaritas, because that's what they use for margaritas yeah. is tequila. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I'm I not find myself not able to get a good buzz from drinking margaritas alone. Yeah. Vodka, however, yeah. that does it for me. But I can't mix liquor with my medications because I get super dizzy and right. I fall and I end up hurting myself. Right. So that's why I've decided to stay away from liquor. Right. At least for a, for a decent amount of time. Right. It's both of our goals, you know, um, to like we call ourselves sober sisters because it's like something that we really want. And some days we do really well. Um, we have to find a an AA meeting or something. Remember, we were talking about that. Yeah. Just to get that outside support. I was with AA for probably 20 years and uh, I find the program very good and very useful that's good yeah the only program the A meetings I had to go to that I hear were all um, men and it was all in Spanish I went to one out here in Arlita um, and they were all men yeah it's just Spanish men. however um, I did find some that are women only and it's online that's what we want to do. So if we can we're gonna do, do that. It. Yeah. Well, we have to do it. That's an agreement that we already have. Yeah. We're gonna do the AA together. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. We're gonna do AA together, and uh, we may include that in some of our videos. We'll see. Time will tell. Yeah. You know, I want to mention quickly. Um, we have a YouTube channel, Museum Americana. And we have a playlist called Museum Diaries. And this is where we pretty much vlog our lives and yes. our art. And if you want to check us out, do look for us on YouTube, Museum Americana. You know, something that's really blown my mind is why is it that alcohol is legal when it's so deadly? And there's so many... You know, you have alcohol diseases, and then you have alcohol accidents and homicides, like things that wouldn't have happened if alcohol wasn't, wasn't in, in the mix. Exactly. And I just wondered, why did they choose alcohol to be legal and other medications are, are not legal that are actually healthier than alcohol? But I know it's all economically driven, you know. It's got to be. Oh, it is, I'm sure. It's got to be. There's always been a bootleg bootleg for everything. Right. You know, they used to do it for the liquor back in the day. They would do it underground when liquor mm -hmm. was banned. 
-hmm. People found a way to get their hands on it. Oh, yeah. A lot of people were dying from it, too, because so if you were to restrict they made the it, alcohol wrong. You'd see a lot of moonshine on the streets, I'm sure. And a lot of it was deadly. It, yeah, because it, it was illegal. called wood alcohol. But and everybody drinks alcohol. All your politicians, I'm sure. Oh, everyone. They got stressful yeah. jobs. They probably go home and pour themselves a nice glass of whiskey. You already know. A $200 bottle of whiskey. Yes. Or yes. something. Absolutely. Or bourbon. Mm -hmm. They love their scotch. Or scotch. There you yeah, go. Yeah, that's like a men drink, you know. Um, man drink. It's, uh... It takes a lot for there to be change. You really need a majority. Yeah. A big amount of people. Right. A big number of people. Yeah, yeah and that's what they did. There were the so many protests. And the best way to make change is not through violence, but through legislation. Legislate. Your right, ideas. Right. Get signatures. Yes. Get a following. Watch your back. Yeah. And I have to say that because with our government, when you have a huge following and it goes against their agenda, you have to watch your back. Yes. But if you're doing a benefit to society where you're helping the poor or you're pretty much relieving the government of stress in society where there's programs or or certain social structures needed to help alleviate the tension within society they back you so you just got to be careful with with what content you put out and what you put out there most definitely uh... yeah so that's the decision we came to where we don't have a big house our house looks pretty large from the drone and uh, it's a beautiful house. We've but we've got lots of people in here. <laughs> we have, we have uh, my brother stays in the back house. And we have uh, the a, second an floor, awesome guy. We have a tenant. An awesome tenant upstairs in the master. And then we two sisters share the house, the main yeah, house. Yeah, the main house downstairs. And we have this little closet that we made into a meditation room. It's and a walk-in closet. It's really a nice. Twin bed in there. Yeah, I love it. And it's it's a cute little cozy place it for is. somebody that wants to get some sleep. Yeah. Maybe store a couple things. Mm -hmm. Maybe spend your sleep time in. And, I love uh, sleeping in there. It's really comfortable and very secure. And we set it up for meditation, right. but uh, we're offering this room to Julie. At least she's not going to be getting wet out in the streets when yeah, it rains. it's been so cold Because lately. it is winter in Los Angeles County in California. So we're, we're doing what we're supposed to do as faithful women to God. And uh, just being humane, carefully humane, helping where we can. Yeah, because people aren't, aren't to be discarded with, you know. People aren't... We rescue animals, for Christ's sake. Yes. Why not rescue people? Absolutely. The government isn't moving fast enough, and that's just the bottom truth. Yeah. So we as individuals, I think, um, where does the change begin with us? There shouldn't be a waiting list to get into these housing communities where they have these mini houses, where they actually have a place and an address and showers and bathrooms. They can keep themselves in sanitary environments. But there's a waiting list, and they can't keep up with the demand. Right. So where's our money going? 
Why isn't enough to being some capitalists? Done? I think that I think our money is going to just a few people, and it, um, it's fattening up their pockets. It's like point zero zero one percent of the human race has all the money. You know um, that well, I believe. I believe richer. that we should have a cap on capitalism. I think the most anyone should be able to accumulate is about a hundred million dollars. That's it, because beyond a hundred million. Um, that's just pure greed and ego. That's just ridiculous. Come on now. That's one view Veronica has, and it's a very strong view. Yes, it's a very but strong view. But what does view. that say about our society or about society in the world in general, where the richest keep getting richer, the poorer keep getting poorer? That's right. We've never had so many homeless people on the streets. When never. I was growing never. up, I was born in the 70s. Never did I see... What homeless we see people today, yeah. Like I do today. It's pretty And as horrendous. a matter of fact, I didn't as a child. But now, you got them They're in everywhere. your neighborhood. They're everywhere. And the video we're re recently uploading on our museum diaries for Museum Americana, which is what I produce for, is, uh, is we're documenting what's going on here with Julie's story. Right. In the encampment. We get yes. the footage. We take the drone out there. Yeah, we are documenting this part of um, life and this part of the United States and the situation that Americans are facing. And not just Americans, but um, illegal immigrants. And hopefully we'll get her legal. You know, that's one of our goals. And We're going to talk to the um, embassy. That's the thing, because she has been arrested before. When I had her arrested here at the house... Um, when I tased her, she was arrested. She was not deported. They knew right. her name. They knew, they knew her name. They And they did they not deport her, even though she didn't have papers. And she doesn't remember if she has her citizenship or not because she lost her memory. She was in a coma from being severely beaten. Yeah. But we're going to go to the um, embassy and try to get this all straightened out for her. Or the consulate, which we've tried yeah. to get in touch with. And unfortunately, because COVID really kind of threw us off for a spin and out of commission, the consulate, the Mexican consulate, you can't get a hold of them. You can't make an appointment. So what do you do with somebody in Julie's situation? Right. Do you understand how she's stuck and she can't get the help that she needs? She, she can't even apply for food benefits or general relief. It's horrendous, yeah. Yeah, so what's going on with those people out in society? And we have them out there. Some of them are left to do well, nothing but Well, they're crime. eating out of the garbage cans, I and, know or that. Or they're living off of crime. Or crime, yeah. But a lot of them live off um, the garbage cans. Whatever food is um, thrown out, you know, they they eat that, I've noticed. Okay, which, well, you know, is not great, but it's better than them starving. Well, yeah, they can catch hepatitis from that. Yeah, you have to be very careful when you're eating um, out of a garbage can. Yeah. Think about that. You oh, can catch hell yeah. Absolutely. And you see needles out in, like in the homeless encampment where Julie lives. I've seen needles. Yes, so have I. Yeah, we'll, we've walked over them. It's just, that is flabbergasting. Yeah, you know, it's my God, walking over needles, but that's just the reality today, you know, and I'm sure it's going on in other cities, not just our big, huge uh, Los Angeles, which I love LA, 
this is my home and uh i love it this is our home yeah. i love la too uh i think about myself being a pet owner in veronica we're yes, pet owners we are and there's homeless people that have pets yes that's right and it actually helps them yes from what course. i understand it helps them because they have a companion oh it makes a big difference i think that um pets are one of the greatest things in the world there's a couple at the encampment where julie lives they have about seven dogs oh my goodness four it's up there about yeah four five six seven dogs Dang. one of them got hit by a car because they they're camping right by the five freeway exit yeah and uh you know you think about their situation where they have to vacate they've been given a notice they have to vacate. That must be shattering when you've lived there. In three days. And made a home, you know. On the 10th of know, January for, at 7 in the morning. And they've lived there for years. And now they're saying, you've got to move. I mean, out of the and clear blue sky, just. The homeless people don't have plans. They don't have backup plans. Mm -mm. They don't have support like we do. No, they don't. I'm very fortunate. I come from a big family. Mm -hmm. I have seven brothers and sisters. I have my parents. Mm-hmm. And I have a support system. Right. We're very lucky. Which has been very impactful oh, throughout absolutely. my life. Mine too, yes. So, brothers and sisters out there, if you're listening to my podcast, I just want to tell you I love you and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for lifting me up. And you do have a great family, I have to say. Thank you. Your family is pretty awesome. They're very loving and very beautiful and kind. Thank Good you. Good people. Yeah. I actually had a visit from two of my sisters yesterday, and it was a nice visit. And we're using her father's car, since our car was hit on the freeway by some random person that was trying to get off into another freeway. They just rammed into us and kept moving. Yeah, they were going about 90 miles an hour. So it our car is so being fast. repaired right now. It and happened so fast. Yeah, it was so fast. We couldn't fast. get the license plate, so That's we're having to go into our deductible. The car, we're just driving at damage. normal speed, and here comes this car racing. And we didn't see it until it was too late. And um, we're just doing what we're supposed to do in the right lane. Everything is normal. We're within the speed limit. And then crash. This random guy just crashes into our car. You know, no advance no, notice, nothing. We were, we were just coming back. We had gotten off the Norwegian Bliss from Norwegian Cruise Line. Yes. We had gotten back from our Norwegian cruise uh, to the Mexican Riviera. We just got back, literally. Yes. We disembarked in San Diego. And we're not San Diego, San Pedro. And we're heading back home. And this happens. Yeah, it was crazy. About 20 minutes after we left. It was just crazy. The port. Never in my life have I experienced a car crashing into me and running away. You know, like, they just literally hit us and moved on. You know, it's like, what? You didn't even bother to stop or exchange insurance or call the police. We had no time. They were gone with the quickness. Yeah, so my dad, he stepped in and he said, you can use my truck. So that's what we, we've been we using, We did rent a car God. the first yeah. 10 days. We didn't have our car. We rented a car. That ran us over $500 um, yeah, it was pricey. And then uh, uh, hopefully we get the car back, our black Denali, mm -hmm. next week. So pretty soon. Your baby. Yeah, you so um, 
So uh, this has been a good podcast. I'm glad that Veronica was oh, able to join us. thank you for having us. me. Thank you again. Yeah, and if you want to stay tuned with everything that happens as things unfold with Julie, uh, go tune into our museum diaries. Yes, yes, and you'll see a lot. Right. And also I want to mention before we close off this podcast that Veronica has been sharing her unpublished book, Sister Me. Oh, yeah, my stories from prison. And those are some great stories. We're getting a lot of views on her stories that she's sharing from prison, from her unpublished book, Sister Me. So definitely tune into Museum Diaries on Museum Americana on YouTube. Absolutely. It's exciting and fun. Yeah. So thank you for listening, and we will see you on our next Jack's Corner podcast. Okay. Peace out, and uh, take care of your neighbors and yourself. Bye-bye.